okay, you're just going to have to put your seatbelts on today because this is just a download from the universe that I literally had in the shower. I was just laughing to myself. Like I wish I had a microphone in the shower because I either get my best thoughts there or when I'm driving and neither are great for recording, but either way, saddle up because this is just going to be all over the place, but I hope I can land the plane and really make my point and hopefully it resonates with y'all out there. Earlier this morning, I put out a reel to a viral sound from the Step Brothers movie, and it says something like, hold on, we're not going on the boat. Derek's selling the house. We have to go to therapy. What the fuck happened? And it's supposed to showcase basically, I don't, I'm, it, a lot of people are using it for different things, but it's kind of supposed to showcase maybe where you thought you would be in your life and then what happened. Or, you know, some people are like, I'm 34, but I'm like single and da da da. da and it names all these things. But for me, it really brought up a chapter in my life that was just pre soul cycle, pre whatever. And it, I'm feeling it deeply today because I know soul, soul, soul cycle put out a huge, massive like cattle call. I don't know if they call them cattle calls anymore. We used to call them that back in like the casting days in the early two thousands, whatever. And I know that some people are not getting callbacks to go on the auditions. And I've had a few different conversations with people and it really just turned up a little bit of dust and some memories in my old life. And I really thought that this might settle and resonate with some people out there. And so I wanted to share some stories from my own life today that just really showcase that there is a master plan at play. And Although you don't know it right now at the time, or maybe you're going through something that you're just like, I just don't get it. Like, I do not fucking get why I cannot get like this breakthrough or get this job or get this thing. I promise you there is something on the other side of it. I also want to say that it's not helpful when you share your vulnerabilities and your disappointments with people who just tell you to trust the process. So today, I'm not telling you to trust the process. I'm telling you to feel your feelings and know that the way you feel is valid in the lows and in the valleys. But I also want to remind you that it's how you pick yourself back up from there that will determine who you really are and where you're going to go in this life. So I honestly have three different stories that come to mind for me. And one of them is Lululemon. So I'm sorry to shit on Lululemon, but we're just going to, we're just going to go there. When I was living in LA and I get my timeline kind of mixed up because I was in LA from like 2010 to 2016. And I did like one summer back in Rhode Island when I got in this car accident, like lost my, my apartment and like everything kind of shit the bed and I had to go back for a summer. So my timeline of when I was in LA to me, also the fact that it was like almost, I don't know, like 10, 15 years ago now, it just like is all jumbled. But at one point in time in LA, I was trying to get a job, either a part-time job or a full-time job at Lululemon. And when I tell you I could not get hired there to save my life, I could not get hired there to save my life. I probably went on dozens of interviews from Pasadena to Malibu to Brentwood to Beverly Hills. I went to every single place just to try to get an entry-level job there, which I believe is called an educator. I wasn't trying to be a manager. I wasn't trying to do anything crazy, key holder, assistant studio manager. I was literally trying to get an entry-level educator job at Lululemon, having worked at Equinox, being heavily involved in the fitness space in LA, and I could not get a job there to save my life. Like, to save my freaking life. And I have never been more disappointed 
or like upset about it in my life. And I think the only way I got over that was actually like I ended up getting some other digital marketing job and I actually couldn't do the part-time job or I couldn't go that route. And that was the only thing that stirred or steered me away from being so upset with why I could not get hired at Lululemon. Like it was so frustrating to go in and not understand, not get feedback, not know why you didn't fit some certain criteria. And when I was thinking about this a little bit earlier, and I'll allude to this in my other stories, I always use this saying, and I don't know where I got it from, so I can't even give credit where credit's due, but I love it. Your inbox is someone else's agenda. Your inbox is someone else's agenda. And I want to take that further because you can kind of marinate in that when you think of like your time and your time management and how quickly we're programmed or hotwired to try to get back to people. Your inbox is someone else's agenda. I think of that now like someone else's vision. Like I'm trying to fit the mold for someone else's vision. And they might look at me and see something and they have no idea that my potential and who I am could blow their vision out of the water and they won't even give me a chance just because they see me as I am and that's who I am and that's the box they put me in and that's that. And that's a really hard pill to swallow when you are trying to better yourself, when you're trusting the process, when you're, (laughs) there we go, trusting the process, when you're beating down the door, you're knocking and you're beating down the door and it just won't open and you're like, internally you get all this like crappy feeling of like what's wrong with me like something's wrong with me and it really tests how you feel about yourself and your self-worth and being grounded and authentic in who you are and what you're about never in my life ever have I felt less authentic less grounded or like my self-worth was like a negative 100 than when I lived in LA. And you, you know, that could, we could go on a whole Pandora's, but we could go on a whole freaking Jumanji adventure around that. But it really started to make me think about being told no or being let go from jobs, which I definitely was. And, you know, paraded out of the building and nobody talks about this shit. Nobody tells you, well, what do you do when you get let go and you go back to your desk and your whole desk is locked down and you have to walk out of the building. You have to save face your bottom lip is quivering you're holding a box of all your things and you're getting paraded out of the building like you just robbed the fucking place like nobody tells you what to do about that I was never told about that in school what that would feel like how to deal with it how to how to re-up and reinstill confidence in yourself after that you know things like that we just it's just not being talked about and I think with the same way of these no's and being let down you know sometimes honestly that no or someone telling you like, you're not the right fit. It's just like, you don't fit into their vision. But that doesn't mean that you're not worthy or you're not skilled or you're not fucking awesome. You just don't fit into whatever vision or creative, like whatever they have in their brain. And I actually wish I could go back and listen to this like 10 years ago when I would like walk into an audition, a casting call, and I'd walk in and it would be like me with like 25, 6 to 5, 10, like skinny fucking hot brunettes. And I went and sat down for like a music video casting. I literally think it was Jay-Z and someone else at the time. And I was like, what, what the fuck did my casting people smoke this morning where they thought I fit this mold? You know what I mean? And like, maybe they just sent me on it because they were like, well, on a whim, maybe she'll book it. You know, she can dance, she can whatever. I think it was for like a dancing spec at the time. But I walked in and I was like, I'm clearly not what they want. 
and having to sit there and go through the process anyway, knowing I didn't fit the vision and I was going to get that letdown anyway, sucked. And a lot of things in our life, I think, have to do with other people's visions, other people's mold, other people's wants and needs. Again, like your inbox is someone else's agenda. It's their creative vision. It's their thing. It's what they want for their casting. It's what they want for their job opening. It's what they want for their company. But that should have nothing to do with who we are, our self-worth and how we show up and, and knowing deep down that there's nothing wrong with us. But it's funny that that's the first thing we do when something like a letdown or a no or whatever happens that's completely outside of our control. We could show up, you know, like the age old saying, you could be the juiciest, ripest, greatest, sweetest peach ever and someone could not like peaches, you know, like that's the same vein of this. I have two other examples of times where it had nothing to do with me and yet I was so devastated and just like absolutely just floored, gutted when I didn't book these two things in my life. There's actually a lot of them, but these are the two that are really coming up for me right now, which just have to do with typecast. And again, someone else's vision, what they want was their story better. Like these little tweaks that have nothing to do with your self-worth and your talent and who you are. And yet they don't go your way. No matter how you show up, you could be like on your A game that day. Like you could literally slay your routine, hit every note, every dance step, answer every interview question so intellectually and beautifully and so well-spoken and yet you still don't get the job. And that sucks. And It also has nothing to do with your worth, literally nothing or your skill or anything, literally anything. And the two examples I want to tell you is one, there was this giant cattle call in Atlanta when I was in college. So sometime between, I don't know, 2006, 2010, maybe 2007 or 2008 ish, somewhere when I was a sophomore or junior in college in Tennessee and the cattle call and the casting call happened to be in Atlanta. So I drove to Atlanta. There were thousands of people there. It was for the Taylor Swift Fearless Tour. And I danced all day, all day long. I kept making cut after cut after cut. And you start to get giddy towards the end because you're like, okay, like, is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? And the final cut, I remember like 30 people got cut. We were down to like maybe 30 to 60 people. It was like definitely a lower number, definitely getting down to the very, very finals. And I got cut. I remember being like, dude, I hit every step. I crushed that audition. Like I could not have done better if I tried. And I remember walking away and noticing like there was definitely a lot of blondes that got cut. And I was like, you know what? Maybe there was only room for one blonde in that dance group to be backup dancers for that specific tour. Something very similar happened when I went out for another cattle call with thousands of girls in Nashville this time. And it was for Legally Blonde on Broadway. And I got through the entire day. I sang the absolute shit out of my audition song. I actually sang Defying Gravity, which if you listen to my voice now, there's no way I could hit a single note, but I swear to you at the time, it was amazing. And I made it down to the final, there were like two of us finally in Nashville. And the girl that I was up against actually did go on to win the entire show and did go to Broadway. And we were acquaintances at Belmont. And I remember the casting director reaching out to me or calling me. I don't remember what it was, but I remember he was so nice. And he was like, listen, 
this girl just has a way better story than you. She is a musical theater major. She has this background. It's been something she wants her whole life. Like it all plays into the show and whatever it is. Like the fact that you just came in on a whim, this isn't your major. You don't, you're not like trying to do whatever. You just like want to be on this MTV show is unbelievable that you made it this far. And it was the first time I was actually acknowledged for my talent when I didn't make it, you know? It was the first time I remember being like, oh, okay, well, I'm not fucking crazy. Thank you. Thank you, universe. Thank you, God. Thank you, casting director, for at least telling me I'm, I'm, I'm not crazy. Like, I know I'm, thank you for validating me. Not like you want to have that validation come from someone else, but it was nice in that moment to finally hear it. And so all this is to say that we are going to have major letdowns, huge setbacks, We're going to be told no a hundred thousand times and it's how you process your nose that truly reignites a different level of spirit in you and a different level of belief in yourself and a different level of confidence. And I know so many people always ask me like, well, how do you become confident? And I think a series of confidence other than just putting yourself out there all the time is learning to deal with your failures because through that you learn you, you get acquainted with a different sense of self and it's, you, you can, it's palpable when you're around somebody that's truly confident, not cocky, not fake confident, but grounded in who they are because they've had to go through the trials and tribulations and build themselves back up from those rock bottoms and those bathroom floor moments. And those like, Oh my God gosh, how the hell am I going? How the hell am I going to get back up? Like literally a face down, bloodied in the arena, beat up, dirt on their face. Those are the people that exude a different level of confidence because they know that they can trust in themselves no matter what happens or whatever's thrown their way. And that just takes a lot of life experience, truly. There's no way you can hypothesize or strategize or read about this in a book. It's like you have to live it. And sometimes living it isn't all that fun. It's definitely not pretty, but what comes out of it is this beautiful resiliency that glows off of people who have really been through the thick of it and come out the other side. I always think of the Taylor Swift song, Are We Out of the Woods Yet? And they like come into the clearing of like, this is who I am. I know exactly who I am. I'm authentic. I know exactly what the fuck I want. I know who I am. I'm no home about. I got my boundaries. I know what I will take. I know what I won't take. And I'm going after it with a vengeance now. It's like this that you get that comes with time and experience and going through weird ass auditions and situations and interviews and all of it. It's really the school of life and congratulations, you are enrolled in it day in and day out. I feel like this is a little bit of a tangent on a podcast, but I honestly just, it's coming from such a place of seeing people really down and out about, you know, the way things are going for them in their lives. And I talk to a lot of different people. I am really blessed to be in a position where I see hundreds of people a day, literally hundreds of people a day not only in my soul cycle class, but either in other classes or out on the street or, you know, conversing with people on Instagram and answering DMs and doing all of it all day. And it's, it really breaks my heart watching somebody 
just get down on themselves and question their self-worth because again of someone else's agenda or someone else's role or typecast or mold that they didn't quite fit into because they're a square peg and they want a round hole or whatever it is. And I just, it's like, I almost want people to get there faster and just know that you're not alone and know that their feelings are so valid. And this is all part of it. It's like, you know, again, I always say that it's part of this journey of life, the, the game of life. It's part of the process of life being process driven and not progress driven, even though we want that progress so bad, but sometimes it does come from those lows and those no's and those being told, "Mm, sorry, next time, or like, sorry, we're going in a different direction or like, sorry, we picked someone else or like, sorry, you know what I mean? That's where we learn and that's where we grow. And I don't think it's talked about nearly as enough, nearly enough of how painful it is, how disappointing it is and what it takes to then build yourself back up and reinstill that confidence back in yourself to get back up, get back on the horse and get out there and go again. And so today, if you're listening and you find yourself in a position where, you know, you didn't get the job or something didn't turn out your way or the audition didn't work or whatever it was, I mean, there's a myriad of different scenarios. You can insert your scenario there, but I just want you to know you're not alone. And although a lot of people don't talk about their failures because, you know, social media is just this giant success reel and we love to high five and pat on the back and cheer people on when they're on the podium, but it's very, very rarely you'll find the people in your life that are still cheering you on when your face is down in the mud or you're just nibbling on a shit sandwich and your life is like just really unmanageable. And I encourage you to find the people in your life that are going to cheer you on no matter what, whether you're in first place or 31st place, because your time will come, your ship will come in and you will get to where you want to go. If you have the courage to get back up, to keep making those bold, brave decisions in your life, keep putting yourself out there, even when you are told no, even when you are told not right now. Even when you are told, oh, I'm sorry, it's just, it's not you, it's us, or we're going in a different direction, or we have another vision, because eventually you will figure it out and you will be exactly where you need to be in your life. And it is only from there, it is only from there that you can laugh, maybe laugh, maybe you don't laugh, maybe you're like, no, actually, Mads, it was horrifying. I'm not laughing, I'm happy where I am, but I'm horrified at the same time. But hopefully, I mean, I have a long laundry list of crazy shit I've been through in my own life. And I can look back and I can say for certain, like, man, I'm really glad that didn't work out because I wouldn't be who I am today if that led to that and that went to there and that line drew to that line. And it's really only glancing back in the rear view mirror now and then. Can you be thankful for the no's, the not right now's and the roadblocks that got you to exactly where you are in your life right now. And it's exactly where you need to be to become that best version of you. I filmed that and I think one entire breath. I don't think I breathed throughout that. So hopefully that made sense. I really hope it resonates with somebody out there who might be feeling a little lost and alone and just like, what the fuck is going on? Like I couldn't possibly doing be doing anything else right. Like I'm doing it all. And if your knuckles are like bloodied from banging on the wall and the door and it's not breaking down, I pinky promise, I promise, just believe. And I promise at some point the door is going to open. It's going to swing open and you're going to be 
walking over thresholds that you never would have imagined yourself walking over and into rooms with people that are going to cheer you on and lift you up and really want to see you succeed. I promise you that. That's what I got for you today. If this landed for you, definitely share it with a friend. And if you listen to the podcast week after week, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review, if you love it, obviously. And even a comment. I love reading your comments and it also helps the podcast so much. So I appreciate you doing that. Again, share it with a friend who might need it. Sharing is caring and word of mouth is literally the best marketing on the planet forever and ever. Amen. Two things going on right now. I actually self-published a gratitude practice, a gratitude journal that you can order on Amazon Prime now. It is titled Wildly Capable, Wicked Fearless. And if you're like, Mads, I don't even know where to start with that. I uploaded a brand new how-to video on my YouTube channel that I'm trying to reinvigorate and spark some new life in. Remember all those workout videos over COVID? And lastly, in 2023, I am taking on one-on-one clients in a way larger capacity than ever before. So if you have ever been curious, like, I kind of want to work with her one-on-one, what would that be like? You can schedule a 30-minute intro call with me at any time, and you can do that in every way possible. DM, you can email me, chaconyrose at gmail.com, or head on over to my website, There's a million ways to get in contact with me. I always say Instagram, it goes down in the DM. Thanks for sticking around for the entire TED Talk today. And until I see you again, may you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless. Fearless.